<laughs> exactly. Everything is going to be okay. <laughs> That's the overall message too. You know what? Just enjoy the ride. Stay on the top of the crest of the wave of what's happening right now by staying in your heart and staying present moment focused. That's why we're on the crest of the wave. Build that airplane while it's flying. Don't sink into the mire and the muck below the crest of that wave by getting bogged down and pulled into the drama. Just stay up on the crest of that wave and stay in that expansive joy of just being able to create while you actually live, embody, embody yourself in your truth instead of worrying about what you're not. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? If you feel like that's what you want to do. and a roll and I have got to get my hair cut I'm too bloody old for this long hair I don't have beautiful <laughs> hair like you <laughs> being girls being girls okay now uh, someone once told me that women hold their power in their hair so really maybe she just keep letting it flow just rock <laughs> that long do <laughs> oh look I would if I had luscious you know thick beautiful hair but I've got very fine hair uh it's, it's um yeah so, okay, let me introduce you. Hello, hello, who's ever watching? I have no idea who's watching, but I'll um, have a look in a minute. Look who's online with me, the gorgeous and delicious Jaylene Tracy. <laughs> now, I thought we would do a Facebook Live because uh, you are the microbiome, you know, I was going to say master, but that's a, that's a <laughs> can't say mistress, queen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking for a word that's a feminine word. Master, I'd say master, but it's a masculine word. And uh, yes, we were just chatting before about Zach, Dr. Zach Bush and his um, beautiful video that's going around and people are sharing it. I love him because he is marrying, and this is why I love you too, because you guys marry that sort of consciousness component with the science, with the allopathic. And so for people that don't understand, I just think that allopathic Western thought, Western medicine doesn't have an idea about disease. Like when I say idea, I can't say it like that. Like just hasn't brought the consciousness component into it until they do we're lost. We're lost in the water when it comes yes. to medicine and healing. So what they do is they look at symptoms and then they create drugs to overcome symptoms. And then they pump all these drugs into people's bodies and all sorts of things have been going wrong. They've been doing it for years, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I thought we'd have a chat about um, what's happening with the microbiome and what's happening in our world right now. So I'll read out your uh, bio. Let me see. I've got this on my website. Jalen Tracy is a vibratory geneticist who channels light code sound frequencies to make shifts in cellular epigenetic and DNA elements. Working with multidimensional beings, she harmonizes and activates the physical DNA to its crystalline DNA counterpart, helping bring energetic patterns of discord to light so that they can be recognized and released. I know that's a lot. That's a bit of a, we'll discuss how that happens. <laughs> Much of this work is focused on optimizing 
the functions of neural networks and brain centers to enable us to process, utilize, and filter electromagnetic signals to our new earth. Jalene works with Ascended Masters, Arcturians, Divinians, Manted Collective. She said, and, and you've got a few other groups since then, haven't you, that you're working with? I've, this last year, I've worked so much with the Earth Logos Collective. They're, it, the Mantis are part of them, but yes, it's, it's a collection of energies that are here in support of Earth and living in inner Earth. Ah, beautiful. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And uh, here to heal and be a part of Gaia's Ascension. A degree in biology with an emphasis on molecular biology. Jaylene spent 15 years in the biotech industry working for cutting-edge startups focused in revolutionizing healthcare, healthcare through novel ways of understanding human genetics and the microbiome. Today, she uses her understanding of DNA and the microbiome in conjunction with sound to assist individuals to alleviate the variety of physical, mental, and emotional concerns. So, <laughs> in saying all that. <laughs> yes, that was a, that was a mouthful. <laughs> uh, who's here? There's a few people. Hello, hello. What is your perspective on what is going on with the virus? What okay. do your mob say? What are your, what's the logos say? Yeah, yeah, and the mantis. So um, I've been spending most of my time lately um, channeling with the mantis and the earth logos because they really are um, a big part of this shift that's happening. I mean, we all are, nobody is <laughs> immune, right? to use that word, of uh, the shift that's happening right now. And it's um, affecting all of us differently. Some of us are feeling um, the fear and feeling the crumbling of what we once clung to as our society as being um, a very scary and negative, potentially negative thing that's happening. And many of us, and probably those uh, who are on this call right now are feeling actually a lot more potential and a lot more of the excitement about what's happening, even in the face of potential financial um, worries and strains, I'm still resonating with all of the potential of what's been going on. So whenever I've uh, checked in with Mari, who is my main mantis guide, my main girl, um, whenever I check in with her, you know, she um, consistently has said the same thing. She started actually talking about this last fall. She talked about how we were going to be heading into a really intense flu season. She did not tell me it was going to be labeled a pandemic by the media and by the world governments. But she did say we we're going to have a very intense flu season. And so to that end, I had been posting meditations and tones about cultivating resilience, boosting your immune system, working with your microbiome, working with the energy of your microbiome. And um, when speaking of the microbiome, when we listen to people like Zach Bush, who's, who's very well-versed in the human body, the functioning of the human body, um, and the microbiome, then we understand that, and I would re reiterate this energetically, that we as humans have lost a great deal of diversity in our microbiome. That's really the crux of the issue here. You know, if we were fully healthy, immune-stable beings, much of what's occurring right now would not occur as a pandemic. 
Um, there is a lot of energies on the planet that are infiltrating our bodies. So if you think about from the Chinese medicine perspective, we have the Wei Qi, which is basically the energy around the body that sinks into the tissues a couple inches. Um, it's basically the way I see it and the way Mari has described it to me. It's basically, it's like that uh, outer edge of layer of energy that you are using to interface. It's your go-between between you and your environment. And the way that you interpret that environment, the way that that environment occurs to you has everything to do with all of your responses to that environment, right? Whether they're immunological responses, whether they're nervous system responses, whether something causes you stress. One thing that causes you stress will not cause somebody else stress because they don't have the same neurological pathway memories and experiences that you did. Now, this is where we need to marry the energetic and the spiritual with the biological because we're having a biological response to a spiritual energy that's coming through we've got energy coming in from our kosh we've got energy coming in from our present lifetime that has been hanging around us right that's settled into our organs and our bones and our muscles and so there's all of this stuff happening swirling around simultaneously and then if you want to pile on you can add the 5g and you can add the other discordant electromagnetic signals that are now present on the planet mm -hmm. adding to that the relative position of the, the Earth in our galaxy right now, Earth's evolution, her timeline of expansion evolution. So there's all these different things that are simultaneously occurring, which create this sort of perfect storm of what's happening and occurring on the planet right now. Mm -hmm. To some, it appears as though absolutely 100% we're having a pandemic. To others, it doesn't show up for them that way at all. It's mm -hmm. absolutely, it's as if it's not happening. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah, really depends on where you are and your awareness and the awareness of the collective around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. That's a, such a great point. Depends on where you are and your awareness, your awareness. So as most people watch mainstream media, their awareness is the mainstream media awareness. Okay. And, as a, and, and others that don't, they have a different awareness. Mm -hmm. But I'm just thinking about what you're saying. I don't think there's been a time in history where the human body has been so bombarded with energies not just the pesticides in our food and the pollution from our carbon emissions but also um, the toxics of the um, aerosols and the um, what they're asking everyone to sanitize 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 every ad on television is you know get rid of those germs like we've been yeah. under germ attack for 50 years and so even the chemicals that are attacking the germs are toxic to our body and um and then the, uh, the, M, the, what are they called? The radio, the waves in our air. Think about it, like the television waves, the radio waves, the mobile waves, internet waves. Like we are under like, this huge pressure as humans right now. And it's yeah. amazing that any of us is really standing up. I mean, you've got to give kudos to this, the physical body for being, to be able to withstand what we go through on a daily basis really it's not yes, a it's amazing exactly. that not more of us are, are really sick really it's amazing yeah without a virus coming along right yeah. just in general and i think there are a lot of us who are sick and i yeah. certainly in, in in my line of work i run across these people that are suffering um be, on many levels because they've lost that resilience in their body mm -hmm. but here's the thing to remember and I've said this before, we are, um, you know, 60% microbial, right? And that's the gamut of viruses and bacteria and protozoa and yeast and fungi and all that. So, and parasites, right? So we're made up 
majority of our cells in our body. And that's how we get by um, um, with only having about 20 to 22,000 genes in our body that are then, you know, coded for and proteins are made from. So we're such complex biological beings that we have a lot of help from all the microbes. What is the one um, overall thing about a microbe? I would say the one defining feature of being a microbe is being adaptable. Adaptive. Microbes are so incredibly adaptable, right? Yeah. It, uh, they can shift from being a bacteria to a virus. You know, they have these pluripotency about them. They're incredible. They can adapt to any environment. They grow in just about any environment, right? From the thermal vents to the coldest cold, from the um, depths of space, right? They're traveling around in space. Perhaps that's how um, Earth was um, helped in being seeded at one point for um, that whole biomass that formed that you know, created all the cyanobacteria that allowed us to start the photosynthesis cycle and start the biological evolution from that perspective. Um, so we know that they're highly, highly adaptable organisms and that's what we're made of. So by default, we're also adaptable. We're also adaptable, absolutely, absolutely, which is what my mob have been telling me as well, the guides. You know, people are saying, what about 5G? What about 5G? It's going to irradiate us and kill us and stuff. And, and I ask them and they go, you'll adapt. And I'm like, that's what, all you're going to give me? And they said, well, think about how you've adapted already. Exactly. You mean 5G? Yeah, you're 5G. right. 5G. What did I say? Adapt. 5D. 5D. <laughs> I know. It's early in the morning. I need my cup of tea. I love it, Karen. That's a new spin on 5D. You can say like, 5D bad. <laughs> <laughs> no one's asked any questions yet. But what I want to say about this, you know, the light weavers of the world have been talking for years about shifting your consciousness, shifting your perspective, accentuating the positive, to use the phrase, my yes. name of the show, shifting your consciousness, going from fear to love, going from fear to love, going from fear to love. And there is not, that message just cannot be driven home more than now. Like the simple fact that we are bombarded with toxicity from every corner of the earth right now through our pesticides and pollution and 5g networks and everything right is that if we don't shift in our consciousness we won't cope but when you do shift in your consciousness you can cope and uh, you can maintain a homeostasis a healthier a physical form so shifting awareness and consciousness is just paramount right now right it's just it, it really to, is. It really, it really is. is. And we know what fear does to the immune system. It shuts exactly. it down. We know what, you know, we know what st stress is the real killer here. That's something that Mara has told me as well, that part of the reason that people are responding so poorly to um, a new biological pathogen that's in their environment, um, why they're having such a strong reaction is partly because of how many people have been dealing with such extreme amounts of stress because mm -hmm. stress acidifies your blood. Absolutely. And the acidification of the heart and the organs and the blood is basically, um, I, I found a paper on the NIH, um, or it was on PubMed, and so I believe it was NIH, but basically what they were saying is that um, coronaviruses are far more better at getting into the host cells in an acidic environment. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a clue to me. I had gotten some intel from Mari and I followed that up and found that article. So I thought that was really interesting. Then there's also the fact that high sugar diets creates also that acidic environment and also mm -hmm. changes the um, 
the ACE and the ACE receptors right and makes us more susceptible to the virus. And so there's all these things that we're doing right now that create a bigger pandemic, if you will, than what we would probably be dealing with if we weren't in this. It well, could have been just a strong flu, but it's turning into something else because of the way humans are right now. Yeah, I think we've been living inside this pandemic, this pandemic of, <laughs> seriously, Agreed. we have. And the fact that, yeah, I mean, there is, so no one's asking any questions. I just want to say hi, hi, Sarah. There's Judy, Allison, Aviva. Hey, uh, Brianna, Karen, Angela, Georgie, Kenneth, Hans, Laura, Peter, Leanne. There's a few people, Debbie. Um, now, Laura, hi, do you want to ask any questions? Uh, Laura, I just saw a post that you had uh, a, a comment under one of my posts about I put it something. Someone said, "Go, you know, my 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 freedom doesn't end at the beginning of your fear or something." And, mm -hmm. and you put a post under there, Alison, just listening and learning. Uh, hello, Sarah says hello. But yes, so fear. No one's asked any questions. Fear and the pandemic. Well, I think we've discussed fear. Anyway, let's just talk more about what Mara has been saying about the microbiome and um, how people can work with what's happening in our world and so right. being afraid of it. Exactly. I mean, let's talk about how to um, create an environment in our bodies that really is more amenable to being resilient and more amenable to weathering through these biological changes. Um, I, I want to also bring up one thing because um, this also came up in my awareness. So while I was meditating and connecting to Mari, I said, so I get that everything that's happening right now, all the pesticides and everything else on the earth and the loss of microbial diversity. I said, but what about in 1918 when we had that other you know, big pandemic of Spanish flu that went through and killed a lot of people because there probably weren't nearly the um the energies of the per, per, uh, pesticides and um the pharmaceuticals and other things but you know what there was stress <laughs> because stress. we had just come out of world war one right right intense right. stress and in stress. yes and food shortages and people being sent off to war and people losing their family members their exactly. their sons their husbands so there actually was a precedent set up for it. And so I think this is really telling for humanity. What is a, the biggest killer on this planet? To me, it's stress. It's not a little virus that is here to facilitate our opening and learning, but it is our inability to stay in a calm, peaceful state. Because we talk about ascension and evolution and all of that, but what really matters? Why would we want to ascend? Because we're trying to reach that peace that I think a lot of the people that you have worked with, with the NDAs or the NDEs um, have had, is that they reach that place of supreme, serene peace, right? Exactly. That's what we care about. That's what we want. So, so, and then people talk about that, right? When they're, when they have that moment of death and they don't want to come back and they have to make that decision, but then they come back to teach. Mm -hmm. But what was the thing that they always talk about? It's that peace. Yeah. Right. Bring heaven to earth. Just, I was telling, um, Jaylene before that I was speaking to Janine, <laughs> Jaylene, Janine. <laughs> Uh, on the show, I haven't uploaded the show yet. Janine Shepherd, who um, was hit by a truck in the eighties as she was training to be to go to the Winter Olympics, and um, yeah, 
And she said exactly the same thing. She had an NDE, she's on the other side and her body is smashed to smithereens. And they're saying, we'd like you to go back. And she's going, no, nah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in this place of just yeah. this. And uh, yeah, and then she had that choice. She said, it's always a choice. It's always a choice. She had that choice to go back to that incredibly broken body yeah and um, and continue her life but she said something really beautiful which i want to reiterate here there's a few people commenting she said you know choice the choice choose fear over love is actually choice or decision is a stronger power than love because in the environment that we live in in this polarized third density mm -hmm. contrasting environment we're given that choice to love you know, do I love or do I fear? So that choice is actually more powerful than love because you have to choose to love. Here, yeah. there, you don't have any choice. You just are love. But here, yeah. we're given the choice. So it's that choice, you know, am I going to be scared? Am I going to be hateful? Am I going to push against and say, you bloody bastards? Or am I going to choose to, to see this from a loving perspective like it's mm -hmm. happening even Janine said that when she's lying in the hospital in a full body cast, she can't move. I think she could only blink her eyelids. She realized that all of it was happening for her and not to her, which is uh, a yeah. pretty amazing place to be when you're in a full body cast in hospital after being smashed to smithereens by a truck. Sure. So all of this is happening for us, right? It's all happening for us. And we've got to choose to have that perspective. Peter Lucas says here, yes, stress creates conflict within and then spreads out. It's insidious and all pervasive. It is. Mm -hmm. Sarah says, as fermented foods, are fermented foods helpful for microbiome in our bodies? Kabucha, kimchi, if mm -hmm. microbiome starts in the soil, how do we help our bodies develop it? Great question, Sarah. Mm, that is a good question. So the way, the, the best way I think is to grow our own food because right. when we grow our own food, then we know where it's coming from. Because even when we get it from the farmer's market, you know, you don't, there could have been an E. coli exposure. There could have been something. There's a lot of people handling it from the time that it's in the ground to the time you get it. I mean, obviously farmer's market is far more um, desirable than getting it from, you know, shipped in from another country if, if at all possible, um, because it's been sitting for a long time in a refrigerated truck or airplane. But um, really the best thing of all is to grow your own food because not only does that connect you to the earth and to the, to the land, but when you're working the soil, you're getting the microbes underneath your fingernails and then you're using your hands and you're eating later and you just get exposed that way. You know, dogs are a great way to get exposed to the microbiome. Your kids are, and so is gardening. Gardening is really awesome. And then when you're eating the vegetables out of the garden, you don't have to scrub, scrub, scrub them when they come out of your garden because you yeah. know that there hasn't been anything pooping on them, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you can help that. But um, Anyway, so I think that's really good. I do like fermented foods as well because I think that they concentrate some of those helpful, beneficial microbes for our gut. One thing I would caution against is I don't think we need, you know, a mountain of sauerkraut. I think a, a smallish amount of fermented foods is good or maybe one kombucha a day, but you don't need to drink it all day long because okay. if you do, what you're going to do is you're going to shift the population that's dynamics in your gut. Okay. to being over of one particular species. And that's 
like that's the problem in the okay. gut with, you know, sometimes using probiotics, Zach Bush talks about this, and it's a really good point. We don't want to overemphasize just one or two or five or 10 populations because remember our gut's made up of 30,000 plus yeah. different species, amounts, right? Yeah. So we need to keep the balance, balance and the diversity. Everybody needs to have space. You know, I've got a funny story. Brianna's got a great question here. I've got a funny story. Years ago, when Annika was a baby, my daughter was a baby, I was babysitting my best friend's um, baby who was uh, eight months older than her. So he's a little toddler. And I wasn't at, at my place. I was at somebody else's house. But I remember he, he disappeared. And I'm like, where are you? Oliver, where are you? Where are you? And I found him behind the couch. <laughs> and I pulled the couch. Oh, no. He, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is going. Do you know where this is going? Yeah. What was he cat, cat or dog? Dog poo. <laughs> That's good. That's dog good. Poo. I think dogs are all over his mouth. And he's holding this dog poo. He's sitting behind oh, the couch. Oh, God. And I was horrified because we've been indoctrinated into the war on germs. I was horrified. I thought I'd killed my best friend's baby, you know, and he was fine. But I'm thinking now that was probably the best thing that could have happened to him. (laughs) Absolutely. He's inoculating himself. I can't remember what the, um, there's a term for, you know, for animals that eat each other's feces. And actually, I think it's really the norm in the animal kingdom that animals eat each other's feces. I mean, dogs do it all the time. Um, Mice do it. You know, when you're doing experiments with mice, you always have to separate them if you don't want them normalizing their microbiomes across the whole population. This is normal, right? So yeah, I sit here and watch my cat lick her bum all day. You know, she's healthy. Okay, exactly. Exactly. Brianna, say hello, ladies. Couple of questions. What do you think of herbal? parasite cleansers in general or should we look at our inner guidance individually to ascertain if needed also is it typical for mantids to be a guide for those who are scientifically inclined two questions great questions good good and what do you think okay so um, herbal parasitic cleansers. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with that one. So, um, yes, in uh, certain situations, absolutely. I'm a big believer. I'm taking a professional herbology course right now because I'm a big believer in getting the assistance of plants, which are natural, to help us to keep our bodies balanced because we can get out of whack, out of balance, especially during this time when the foods that we're eating have preservatives and a lot of sugars and other things in them that that pull us off center. Um, not to mention the energies. And so I like to work with herbs and use them to our benefit. And, you know, plants have been managing their own fungal and microbial responses for millions of years. So why not get a little of their medicine and a little bit of their knowledge in your body? So bring the vibration of their knowledge in your body. So just make sure it's an organic herb. It's a uh, quality sourced. It's from a company that you really trust that's well-made because you can feel the vibration of different products that are really different, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. And then the other thing is that whenever we're working with um, any kind of plant medicine or any other kind of medicine, you want to think about it as a temporary solution, not something that you should have to take forever and ever and ever. Let's bring things in to help bring us back into balance. And then once we achieve balance again, then let's let that go and allow ourselves to be in our environment without having a lot of manipulation of our cellular biology. Um, And then the next question with uh, the mantis, I do think that, yes, absolutely, that's 
um, that's the truth that they do have a tendency to work with people who are scientifically minded because I do notice that, that they um, gravitate towards that. Um, and, and I think that that's because of how much science they are, what we call science, which they, to them is just everyday normal. Common sense, yeah. Common sense, right? Yeah. How to work with DNA, how to... Um, ameliorate energies that are shifting DNA, um, you know, cloning everything, yeah. the way to replicate DNA. Um, they really have spent um, many, many thousands of years, if not millions working with DNA. And so I, I think that if somebody has that propensity, the other thing I'd say to back it up a little bit is there's a reason you have that propensity mm -hmm. and that you're going to be energetically open to beings who also are in that same sort of energetic match as you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. They've been, yeah, they've been hanging around me a lot lately too. Yeah, They sure have. As soon as we got on the call, I was like, whoa, it almost, I almost started yawning because I was like, wow, the man is energy in here is so intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're part of my mob. They're a big part of my mob. Alison says here, so should we make life choices that lead us to less stressful places or do we need to learn to be centered enough to be calm in the midst of stress? Mm. Great question. Really great question. So I, I'd say both. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. We want, we want to get to a place where we can be in any situation and have our lake stay serene. Um, but that does take practice and it does take the release of a lot of your triggers. So we have all these triggers I mentioned in the beginning from childhood, from our Akash, um, from what the earth and what the world is going through at this time. And so those triggers create emotional response and reaction. And until you really do the work to realize what those triggers are, what their roots are, where they come from, and start releasing them, um, just recently, Mari's been working with me a lot. She's been doing something called a sonic release integration with clients. Mm. And this is clearing timeline energies in okay. mass instead of doing one at a time, which is what we used to do. She's, she's, you know, she cleared something like 150 lifetimes from somebody's Akashic field the other day. Wow. And so that type of process, that's available to us now because the earth energy is so open and it's so expansive. And so although there are some downsides to what's happening, there's a lot of upside. So I would say that do that type of process where you're releasing, 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 and then you don't have as many triggers. Therefore, you don't have as many things pulling you out of your serene state. And so what used to create stress in your field will no longer create stress exactly. because now you're in a completely different perspective. You are. You're All you've done is... Yes, yeah, all you've done is shift your perspective, right? Frequency, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's start uh, new comment. Let's um, horses do it too. Sarah says no, no, no one you could. Let's um, let's look at uh, when I was explaining in your bio what all that means. So we come into this world, but we come carrying some karma. We can, then we get programmed by our parents and schools and society, and and then we end up as adults, sort of carrying all this density let's call it thought mm -hmm. forms and then the awakening process is to release that and you were just saying that you went to the akash and you were releasing so how does that dovetail with dna do you want to just sort of explain it uh, for people that don't understand the science what does dna have to do with feeling crappy and carrying <laughs> karma and releasing you know negative ideas about it or limiting ideas about ourselves? how does right. that all work 
Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks. So the thing is, is that um, everything that's happening around us and through us and um, because of who we are, our unique expression of the divine in embodiment, right? Because of the way we, we uniquely express ourselves and experience ourselves, um, we have an energetic environment that we're creating, that we're living in, but we came to be physical beings. And the interface between that energetic environment and your physicality is your DNA. So the DNA literally serves as a portal where that information and energy flows through you. There's the physical DNA and then there's also the etheric DNA which surrounds the physical, which is carrying that information from the Akash and from your early childhood experiences. Nothing is lost, everything is retained. And so because of that, because we're all part of one giant cosmic oneness, right? We're all part of that. So nothing ever goes away. It's just part of your field. And the way you experience that field has everything to do with the way you biologically respond, the way you emotionally respond, the way you energetically respond. And that DNA is then, like I said, the interface. And that interface then creates more physical manifestations, or I would say harbingers of information for you. So you manifest a physical disease in your physical being's attempt to bring awareness to something that is energetically ready to shift. And so that's how it... Okay, I want you to repeat that because that is just key. You manifest a physical disease or illness mm -hmm. or dis-ease because your energetic being is showing you something that you yes. need to address that needs to be transformed. Right. Say it in your words again. Yes, well, um, as information is flowing into your field, you're interpreting that information, right? Your perspective of what is flowing into your field is then brought into your DNA, and your DNA responds based on your whole um, history, right? Akashic and current life history. And it responds in a way that helps you to get to the, it's like a puzzle. Everything, this whole life is a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And your DNA is, is one of the prime puzzle pieces that helps you unlock that mystery. What does your DNA, what does your physicality tell you that you came to work on in this lifetime? How does the expression of your physical being reflect into the energy that you're bringing forward during this time? And it shifts and it changes, right? We, we move in and out of balance constantly. Absolutely. And you can feel yourself do that. You know, I was working with a client the other day who's very in her head and I brought her into her body, which made her even more frustrated because she wants to chew over concepts, you know, think, 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 think. And I brought her into the consciousness of her body. Let's speak to the pain in your body. Let's speak to your body. What's it showing you? What's it? And she's like, I want to, this is frustrating me. I want to just chew. Anyway, so I was saying to her, you know, there's 300 trillion chemical reactions going off in your body in any one moment. There is a consciousness that has infinite orchestrating power just like God does or the universe does, like infinite orchestrating power, you can speak to that consciousness. Everyone's talking about my guides, my guides, my guides, my guides. How do I connect to my guides? You know, we're wearing a consciousness, yeah. like an intelligence that we mm -hmm. can directly speak to. And um, here, you know, here it is, this flesh suit. It is, it's incredible. So Brianna has a, wants to say something else. I'll get to that in a minute. How does the DNA dovetail with the microbiome? Like, how does that work? So your DNA imprint 
energetically and physically is in constant communication with all of the other DNA in your body, right? So the, um, the microbes in your body have consciousness as well. So um, they have their own Akash, right? They have their own experience. They've been on this planet since the beginning, right? Almost, you know, going back billions of years, they've been here. They've been part of this evolution. They've been part of this, um, this process. We are the latecomers, right? We are actually like an appendage of those microbes. We are an expression of those microbes, if you will. So we're in constant energetic and physical communication with all of the energy of the microbes, their consciousness, their Akashic experiences, as well as physically what's happening to them. So you're inputting stuff into your body all the time, environmentally speaking, electromagnetically speaking, food-wise, drink-wise, right? We're putting all the stuff into our body. Your microbiome is then mounting a response to everything that you're bringing in. It's trying to process it. It's doing its damnedest to keep the vehicle that it's in <laughs> healthy and running, right? Yeah. Doing its best to keep that car running. You keep putting junky gas into it and you make it pretty hard, mm -hmm. but it always does its best and it always tries to come back to equilibrium. Nature is always trying to come back to equilibrium. You could say that this virus right now is nature's big equilibrium shifter yeah. because it's always trying to, I mean, we've got all this pollution and other stuff yep. that's going on in the planet. It's totally out of balance, right? So nature always brings itself back into balance. It can't help itself. It's what it, it's like a function. It's a fundamental law of nature. It always seeks that balance. It always yep. finds that whatever path it has to take, no matter how difficult. I have the strong belief that if we just got out of the way, the microbes and the plants would fix this planet so fast if we just all stopped doing what we're doing Absolutely. the microbes would chew up the plastics in the ocean it yep. might take you know 50 100 years whatever but they, they would get rid of it yeah and they would dissolve it and the wildlife would return and things would be back and the, and the ets have told me that you know because plastic is something i, I worry about because i go to the supermarket yeah. and i buy all this crap in plastic and i'm like i just don't want to put it in the bin because i don't want to put it in yeah. landfill Anyway, I recycle it, but I worry about how much is actually recycled. And they go, you know, we have the technology to clear up all the toxicity on your planet in a nanosecond. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you do it? Like, it's not up to us to do it. It's up to you guys to sort of get with the program. So Brianna says here, hmm, great info. I was shown in meditation the mantis when asking to see my guides. That was actually my first conscious intro into the concept of mantid as guides, but I'm not scientifically inclined as a profession, no, one, no more so than uh, reading articles as needed, but still interesting. Yeah, you don't have to be, I'm not scientifically <laughs> um, inclined as a profession either, but I have a, I have a scientific mind, like I have, yeah, I have that mantid yeah. and I wanna know a scientific mind is just a curious mind, right? It's I would just say, like, I was just about just, to say the same thing. It's just yeah, a level yeah. of curiosity, curiosity in the world. Yeah. yeah, it's like, how does that work? Tell me how that works. And like, ah, oh, and that's definitely, yeah. so Brianna, I would say that's you too. Curious yeah, mind. And Jack, I think you know, also if they're showing up for you, there's that? a reason, right? So yes, there's a reason yes. and there's uh, more to explore there. Yeah, for sure. Now, what was I going to say? Oh, at the beginning of when all this happened, there was a, a video going around social media of the mm -hmm. virus talking. And it was a beautiful video. You know, I'm oh, here. I missed that. Did you not see that? 
I'm yeah. here on earth to shift humanity. It was like a spirit guide talking. I was going to say, what did you think about that? Did you think that it was really the virus? Do you think that the virus that is, has been identified as COVID, do you think it has a consciousness and it is here to um, sort of correct some of the imbalance on earth? I haven't gotten that message. I, I, I do think it has a consciousness because I think all beings, all sentient beings have a consciousness. Um, and I think that humans like to define thing, uh, things as alive or not alive that is rubbish. It doesn't really mean anything because everything's alive in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the feeling that I've gotten about it is that it's not so much that the virus is trying to do this and the virus doesn't have an agenda. It's much more that humanity was primed for something like this virus to have the effect that it's having because of our consciousness and where we are and the way that we're living and the way that we're bringing our energy forward. It's able to, every uh, microbe is opportunistic in some way, right? They are all just like humans trying to survive. They're trying to live, they're trying to flourish, right? And what is every organism's goal? It's to replicate. (laughs) And humans do it really well. Look at the way our population footprint has spread across this globe. So um, microbes and fungi also, and viruses are very adept at that. So because of that, to me, it feels more connected into right time, right place. Yeah. Laura says here, the lockdown seems to do wonders for the planet. Do we need to be in a lockdown right now? And if so, for how long? Should we be wearing masks at this time? A few questions here. Oh, I'd love to discuss the mark. Um, so let's, let's look at the lockdowns. Do you think we need to be in lockdowns right now? And if so, for how long? What, what, do your, what does Mara say about that? What does your mob say about that? Um, let me check in with her and get some quick info. Right now, to me, and and I say this as a disclaimer, this is the information I'm getting. To me, it feels very safe right now. It feels very much like I know that the media keeps saying, watch out, watch out, watch out. If you go out, it's all going to start over again. But um, from my perspective and from Mars, it feels like things have really calmed down energetically. When I was checking into the situation in February and March, it felt like things were going to get really blown out and really intense. But then that, we shifted humanity shifted and the energy of that um, high frothed up energy also shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has told me, and, and she told me even this le- last fall that we we're going to have a really intense flu season. It was going to get quiet in the summer. And then in the fall again, it was going to pick up again. Um, now, what I would say about that is that it really depends on humanity's response to all of this. And I think everything right now is in the now moment. We've really shifted into all potential. I mean, it's always been that way, but more and more people are able to step into the now moment now because of the collective pause. So there's literally more people than ever in living a more present moment focused life because things have slowed down so much and allowed us all to do that. Because of that, it's literally changing the energy dynamic on the planet. So therefore you really have to just ask in every minute, you know, I had the whole thing about talking about what's going to happen in a few months. it, It just doesn't work right now because everything's changing so rapidly. You have to just keep going to your gut. What does it feel like is safe for me right now? What is my intuition? What does my soul tell me? 
I'm perfectly fine to go out. Now there is the fact that you're going to be around people who are going to be scared yeah. and you're going to be around people that are, you can tell their behavior, they're, you know, you go on a hike and, and yep. they're just freaked out and they're getting way off the side of the hike, even yep. though you're outside and there's yep. <laughs> a nice summer breeze or whatever, right? So that's happening. And so the one thing I'd say about the mask is that when we go out in public, um, not when you're just walking around, but when you go into an enclosed space, it's a courtesy to help other people stay out of stress. So that's really the way I view it. Mm -hmm. I view it as I'm being, I'm doing a kind gesture. I'm, I'm helping somebody to be less reactive. I'm helping somebody calm down because you can feel oh, going to the store right now. The supermarket is such a weird uh, experience because so many people are so freaked out. And you can just tell the way they're pushing their cart around and they're like trying to jostle it through the crowd. And they're just so darn stressed. And uh, I like to help people not feel stressed. And yeah. so that's why I... I do these things. I don't want to be someone that puts it in their face and says, look, I want you to face your fear right here in the supermarket because I just don't <laughs> think that's appropriate. I just want to let people be as calm as they can be. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the lockdowns were needed to create the shift. Absolutely, Laura. And Carol says, yes, agree. Most important. Look, as far as the, I agree, there's, there's, two, there's two things going on. Look, no one's wearing masks where I live. It's, it's like one in every couple of hundred. Um, oh, and they're usually nice. someone that's like in their 70s or um, yeah. plus. And, um, you know, I get that when you're old, you're feeling much more vulnerable. Yeah. But looking at it from a practical point of view, um, you know, cells, like if we scrape our fingernail across our hand how many cells do you think are under our fingernail like thousands millions oh probably millions yeah. millions under our fingernail right so that's how small a cell is and a microbiome how many microbiome is inside how many viruses and bacteria are inside a cell like you mean an infected cell or any cell yeah oh, any no. cell. i don't know you know because they're usually not inside your cells they're usually amongst your cells oh okay but they're smaller than a cell this is what i'm trying to get at yeah. and somebody said that wearing a mask is like putting a chain around your garden and hoping the mosquitoes don't get in <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it, it is it so is. the mask in itself has no protection no it's again what i said it's just to help people feel yeah. less paranoid it's a it's, it's a psychological thing it's a psychological thing and in places like in the united states where the fear is really ratcheted up it's it, i take it as a, just a kind gesture you know yeah. Yeah. i don't think yeah. i'm keeping anything i also don't feel every time i i'm in a space I, I check in and i just doesn't feel like there's it doesn't feel very active to me at all right now yeah uh, she also says, how long do you think this will be needed, the, the masks? I think that it'll be needed for as long as we're in fear. Yeah, agreed. It's, agreed. it's, it's a consciousness thing. It's, yeah. uh, what, they're, the, what they're asking us to do has no benefit on health at all. Washing our hands and um, um, what is it, the sanitizers, sanitizers so, so sold out of all the chemists and what do you call them, drugstores over there and supermarkets. And, I mean, yeah. that has no bearing on on, on and health. Well, I'd say washing your hands with soap and water is good, right? But you don't have to use the hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, but here, 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 it depends on where you are. But really, the best thing you can do is just wash your hands with soap and water, right? Yeah. Just common sense. Yeah, and it's like right? we're actually building the plane as we fly it. 
what happens next depends on us. Yes, yes. She says, I want to tell you a story. Some friends came over the other day. We went for a walk and he had this little um, jacket thing on. And uh, he was saying, see the insignature on my jacket? It was like, a, it looked like, a, you know, when you make and instead of writing A and D. Yeah. It had like a little shape like that. He said, when I bought this jacket, it had the initial CD on it, which didn't mean anything to me. It wasn't my name. It wasn't my wife's name. But I liked the jacket. And my, my wife and I had said, maybe we should unpick it, uh, you know, just take that little insignature off because it doesn't really mean anything to us. Anyway, so he pulls the jacket out of the wardrobe the other day and it's not the same insignature. He didn't bother to unpick it. It's a completely different signature. So what he's saying is there's some Mandela effect, some timeline has shifted. Yeah. And I yeah. said to him, I know, during the, because we're not so locked down now, but during the main lockdown, there's no one in my house, well, it wasn't at the time, there's been since, because my daughter was off sailing and people were not coming over like normal. Mm -hmm. And yet I'd wake up every morning, I'd clean the house, I'd wash the floors and I'd wake up the next morning. It was like Groundhog Day. It would be <sighs> dirty again and no one was here. And I'm thinking... I just cleaned yesterday. It was like these timelines. It was like Groundhog Day. I swear mm -hmm. I felt like I was kind of going a little crazy because mm -hmm. the house was chaos and I had cleaned it the day before and it's just mm -hmm. me. It's like mm -hmm. Groundhog Day. Has anyone else noticed that this, this time, like we're just in the middle of all these shifting timelines and back and forth and back and did you notice anything like that? I don't know, but that, that's funny because um, it, it's like a little poke at you saying like, hey, don't sweat it. Don't sweat a little bit of dirt here. <laughs> Just leave it. <laughs> well, I have nothing else to do. I'm locked in my house. I can't go out. Anyway. I'm cleaning, right? I'm cleaning. Yeah, they want you to just sit and sit down. <laughs> but it was weird. My house was just in this chaos and I couldn't seem to, I couldn't seem um, to make it look uh it just it just was in chaos all day and, and I just kept thinking this is just so not me because normally I'm quite orderly and the house was in chaos so I'd clean and clean and clean I'd go up in the morning and the house was in chaos again and I'm like oh, oh it's weird this is really weird I think that's a good, such a good metaphor though for what is happening to a lot of us is that we are trying to keep things the way that they were before but what we keep getting shown is that everything's different now yeah. And everything's going to present itself in a different way. And then we have to let go of the ideas that we had about the way things should be. Yep. And just step into the way things actually are. And again, shift our perception of what those things are so that we can stop getting triggered by them and step into more peace. Absolutely. Just like Yannette said, we are literally building the plane as we fly it. I love that, Yannette. What happened I love that. Depends. I can't believe she said that because I just said that to somebody in session the other day. Did you? And I thought, my God, that epitomizes what we're doing right now. Yeah. Being required to be in the now moment more than ever. It's like you can't access anything that was happening before because it it's not relevant. You have no idea where we're going and you'll only get there if you stay totally focused in the present. Yes. Which is building that airplane while flying it. Absolutely. I know. Like what's happening now is forcing us to be all this stuff that we've talked about for years, you know, like Eckhart Tolle, like you look at him. Yes. He's been singing, be in the now, be in the now, be in the oh now gosh, for like I ever know. in a day. People ask him a question, he says the same thing. People ask him another question, he says the same thing. 
Well, if you bring your awareness back to the now, why do I, I that man wait. had it figured out in like 1950. <laughs> just be now. Stop worrying about <laughs> the future and fretting over the past. Just be in the present right. moment. This is all this timeline shifting. Totally so Carol says she did the same thing, retimelines and dust and cleaning. <laughs> did you? That's oh, that's funny. Paulette. I, I mean, I've been experiencing that too, but I have three kids and a husband and two dogs and a cat. So I just thought it was my chaotic house. Well, you know, here's the thing. That's why I noticed it because I have people coming and going from my house all the time, but during the lockdowns, I didn't. So it was just um, me and the cat. Yeah. And that was the thing. If it's just me and the cat, things are pretty orderly, right? It's just me eating and being on the computer and, you know, like it's not much happening in the house. And Unless your mob is working with your cat to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it. If, if my daughter had been here, it's chaos when my daughter's here. Like right, it's always right. chaos. She's just left actually. She's been here for a couple of weeks and people come and go because, you know, I put on events here and, but during the lot, that wasn't happening. It, it was so weird. So what yeah. Peter say here? Ah, Karen and Janine would love to have stayed and watched to the end, but alas, he needs to go to a meeting. Thank you both. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, bye. Uh, if you've recorded this, yes, I'm recording. I'd love to watch the entire thing. Love Zach Bush and Jailing grasps on the whole, uh, on the whole. It's spot on. Great to connect with you again thank and you. Uh, remotely connect with uh, Jailing. Keep up the great work. Uh, and thank you both. Brianna's going to, I really get that. Yannette says, there is no power in the past or the future. Yep, there is no power in the past or the future. There is no past or future. There is only now. Right. And what we decide in this now moment, just like um, Janine was saying, she actually said that it was Caroline Mass that said that too, like mm -hmm. choice is more powerful for, than love because you have to choose to love. And yes. so this moment and your choice this moment and your choice. Do I choose to be afraid? Do I choose to love? Love? Do I choose to love the lockdowns? Do I choose to love the virus? Do I choose to love my politicians? Or do I choose to hate? Groundhog Day. Yep. Phenomenon is a big part of my awareness every single morning lately, Lynn says. I know, right? Groundhog Day. Yeah. So weird. That's the other thing I've noticed is that it, it flows in and out of each other's lives at different rates. I'll, I'll uh, like have a, um, a good friend who's in Pennsylvania and I'll notice something starts to happen to her. And then two days later it starts coming to California. So it's like the energy's flowing across the country and then it gets here and then I feel the wave of it. And I, oh, now I get it. Yeah, I know it's, or, or it's probably just the way that astrologically or who knows what my, the way my energy field is responding to the environment. And then I pick up on it at some point. It's really interesting, though, how it's different for each one of us, but we're all experiencing the same thing and just have a different perspective on how it's occurring for each of us. I know, exactly. Swami's joined. Hi, Swami. I know. There's, uh, there's nothing happening outside of how we think about it, really. Like Byron Katie has these great sayings that no two people ever meet. You know, she says these outrageously black and white things that I love yeah. because it makes your mind go, what? What do you mean no two people ever meet? And she says, you only ever get to meet your thoughts about that person. Right. Like your, your decision yes. about them. Like, right. I love this person. I hate this person. I agree with this person. I don't agree with this person. I love what you look like. I don't like, like you only meet your thoughts. You don't actually meet them. And oh, it's, it's the same so with true. reality, right? You don't actually meet yeah. reality. You, you judge it like you have a perspective on it and that's your reality. So we can all be going through the same thing and have seven and a half billion different 
realities, perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think in this time of sheltering in place or this collective pause that we're in, it's a good time to really start to feel into your environment and, you know, entertain yourself by asking your table how it feels today. <laughs> entertain <laughs> yourself by working with the plants in your garden and with your animals and see what their perspective is on all of this because they certainly have one. And they're a functioning part of your environment, your energetic environment too, right? So yep. your perception of all of those things in your field is absolutely dictating the rest of the way your day is going because you're getting an energy read off of everything around you. You may not be paying attention to that, but like Byron Katie says, you certainly have an opinion about it. Like that old desk, it came from your grandma and she was so mean to you as a little kid. Yeah. And you, just, you kept the desk anyway, but damn it, every time you see it, it just like riles something up in you. Yeah. And you have no idea why you have that post-nasal drip and that, you know, that allergic reaction every time you walk into that room. Well, exactly. Right? So Exactly. This it's is a good time so to start investigating those things because we've got the time. Yeah, I don't they know. are running your world. <laughs> Me and my cat have become very friendly because, as I say, during the lockdowns, it's just the two of us. Yeah, playing this game with my cat yesterday to see how psychic my cat was. I have these two doors, and there's a wall in between. And she was sitting outside, or he. And when I walked past the door, he'd be looking at me. And then when I came around the other side and walked past, he'd be looking at me. You know, like he had to move his head like this, right? Mm -hmm. And every time I looked at him. He was already looking at me when, because so he knew that I was doing it. I was trying to trick him. And yeah, yeah. Every time, I know it's being silly, but this is what you do during lockdowns. You play games <laughs> with your cat. <laughs> well, it helps you realize too that your cat is 10 steps ahead of you at Absolutely. all times. <laughs> you know why I did it? Because I, I was in the kitchen and I kind of dropped something where I went, oh, and I, I got a shock. And as I got a shock, I noticed that he jumped when I jumped. And I'm like, oh, we're totally connected right now. And that's when I was playing. I was just saying, how connected are we? And yeah, it's almost like he's an extension of my energy right now. It's so weird. No more questions? Absolutely. No more questions. Absolutely. So anything else before we go? We've been going for about an hour. Just wanted to get online and talk about the mantids or love the mantids, what they had to say about what we're going through. They say the same thing as any spiritual teacher, really. Stay in the moment. It is. Happy. And, and, Make a choice. You know, Make peace with your furniture and your cats and your. <laughs> exactly. Everything is going to be okay. <laughs> That's the overall message, too. You know what? Just enjoy the right. Stay on the top of the crest of the wave of what's happening right now by staying in your heart and staying present moment focused. That's why we're on the crest of the wave. Build that airplane while it's flying don't sink into the mire and the muck below the crest of that wave by getting bogged down and pulled into the drama. Just stay up on the crest of that wave and stay in that expansive joy of just being able to create while you actually live. Embody, embody yourself in your truth instead of worrying about what you're not. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, dying one. Thank you so much. Yannette says, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks guys for coming. It's great to um, connect with you all. Anything you want to say to people while you hear about what you're doing, any workshops you've got coming up or what's happening? Yeah. So this past couple of months, um, actually it started about a year ago, last May. It was funny. I, I checked through. So I have a online community called the Light Vibes Learning Community, kind of similar to your and empowerment community. And um, we meet every month and I bring in a new topic from the Mantis and the Earth Logos and the other guides every month. Um, in the 
the past month or so, they've been bringing in all this information about embodiment and about how now is the time on the planet because we're more present moment focused, because we're getting more heart centered, because we're in this collective pause and the energy of the earth has changed, that we literally are in a far better position to accelerate our embodiment. And what does embodiment truly mean? How do we bring that into our everyday waking life? And how do we show up in service to that embodiment of ourselves, recognizing ourselves as source embodied in physical form? Literally, we are that expression, that fractal expression of source. And so they've been bringing in these four different phases, ways of releasing energy and allowing those energies to be integrated. And then from that integration, releasing self so that you can fully recognize yourself as source and then um, determining how you want to show up every day as source. Yeah. What would you do if you knew yourself as God? What yeah. would you do? How would you live your life every day if you asked yourself that question? Yeah. If today I knew that I was God, what would I do? If I knew that I was unlimited in what I exactly, could Exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah, God is just another word for unlimited. Unlimited. For, infinite potential infinite, infinite creative potential, potential. unbounded Absolutely. unbounded love unbounded expression infinite intelligence yeah what if i what would i do if i knew i was that because what we do is we right. we do based on what we think we are i'm limited i can't do this i can't do that so therefore i can only do this stuff ah oh, absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I was online with a group of people last night. A friend of mine who's been a businessman, I had him on the show, David, um, has felt very activated during COVID. And um, so he invited his friends to get online and work. He called it the Palladian Awakening because they're all sort of feel connected to the Palladies. So there was a whole lot of people online last night talking about the same thing. There's one who's been an actress all her life. There's one that's been in the film industry, writing, working in um, virtual reality. There's another one. Canadian, like all these people that have these mainstream worlds that have been sort of dabbling in spirituality and consciousness and stuff, but they feel completely activated at the mm -hmm. moment during this whole COVID. Like they need to embody what they know, like you're saying. Right. And then as you do embody that infinite creative potential, you can't help but want to share that with others, like want to do right. something for others because it's the embodiment of source is to know that I'm not me. It's like, it's about we, not about me. Right. And so, yeah. So there's so many people being activated to be more in service to the creative potential within us all, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not service. Like I have to do something. It's the service is just the joy of Sharing. expressing yourself yeah. as source in physical form. That's, yep. that's the service. Yeah. Yeah. So I brought in that course that's going to be up on my website and I'm excited about that. And I'm integrating my, my two websites. I used to have two, I'm integrating it all under the light vibes um, house. And so that's been good. I feel like I'm simplifying everything and everything's just integrating through one source and it's just all, I just, it's been wonderful. This whole um, sheltering and this collective pause, it's been a wonderful time to, um, bring in more guidance and hear that guidance more clearly without all the distraction. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's been good. Thank you, gorgeous one. Thank you. Thanks. It's so good to see you again, Karen, and connect yeah. with you and your group. I love it. Always love it. Thank you. Gorgeous. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye, everyone. So I'm just going to stay online for a little bit longer and just say to you all in my group, the Inner Sanctum, our online sessions. Hi, Diane. 
Hi, Karen. Hi, Jade. Still a few people. Swami, you know, still online. Uh, Belinda Womack is coming in as a guest teacher. Oh, I love Belinda Womack. She channels the Archangels. She's special. I don't know. There's lots, and we're all special, but I just, I think she's amazing. <laughs> Hearts. Uh, she says that one of the Archangels, when she calls them the 12 Archangels, and when you ask who they are, she said, well, you know, really that energy is infinite energy. They only separate and give themselves labels and names and stuff for a human, you know, the linear human mind. But she said one of the archangels is Mother Gaia herself, the consciousness of Gaia, which is what Jaylene was talking about, the logos, the, the earth logos, the, the energy, the consciousness of Gaia she includes as one of the archangels. And uh, so that's coming up in June. And as um, I'm on every week, Monday mornings, mostly here in uh, Sydney, which is Sunday afternoons in the US. And um, it's late at night for the UK. But I have been doing Monday nights for those people in the UK and Europe lately. And also uh, David's group, the Palladian Awakenings, if you want to get online and, and yak with some <laughs> Awakening Palladians, <laughs> let me know. And uh, yeah, come in. Uh, what else do I want to say? Lynn, thank you. Thank you. Many blessings to you both. Thanks. I got on late. So that's all I want to say. Uh, I could yak on for hours if you had any questions for me and the mob, but I don't think we do. I think we're going to go now. Big love to you all and thanks. Thanks everyone for tuning in. See you. See you, Jack. See you. See you soon. Big love. Bye for now. <laughs>